Hopefully it's better than freaking 2017. I mean, probably not for video games. Probably not for uh, any video game. No, I mean, <laughs> yeah. like, there's just video no way. There's well. no way you could have it be better than 2017. Well, before we launch into that, why don't we go through? I'm Evelyn. <laughs> <laughs> I am Zach. I'm Christine. And Nier Automata should have been the game of the year for 2017. <laughs> That's Carlo, by the way. <laughs> so real quick before we launch into our hopes and dreams for 2018, uh, what's everybody been playing? Stardew Valley? <laughs> nice. Yeah. Again? I mean, just we, we're just coming off of a long winter break. Everyone played all of their chillest games. I played mostly I Ultra mean, I was just like <laughs> super stoked to not have to play and rush in like all the 2017 games and nothing's coming out right now. So I'm just like, holy shit. Yeah, I can play whatever up. I want and I don't feel guilty. Yeah. I, I sort of mentioned uh, in a Facebook post, but we I, I played a lot of... Uh, a lot of just, like, Switch games and then just, like, classic RTSs. And I forgot how much I love RTSs, especially just, like... I, like, I don't... I've never been hardcore, like, StarCraft about that kind of thing. Like, where <laughs> it's, like, actions per minute kind of style player. I like to just kind of... Clickety-clack-clack. Like, <laughs> there, It's kind of like a better version of an idle game, if that makes sense. Like, all the, the classic ones where it's, like, Age of Empires against the computer or Rise of Nations. Like, more, more, more simulation games yeah. rather than, like, yeah. that. I mean... Yeah. Like, upgrading yourself to the point of being absolutely absurd and then just, like, basically idling. And I like to go for, like, economic victories. Like, Medieval Total War, I was playing that a bunch. That was a lot of fun. Uh, definitely got to a point where it was just, like, could not advance at all. That is a fun game, though. Yeah. The original one. That's like it's how I utterly it. impossible without cheat codes after a certain point, though. Because <laughs> you have just, like, too much expense. There's, like, a... There's the, like, get 10,000 gold cheat code in that game. And yeah. I basically can't... I've gotten to the point in that game where I can't advance a year without entering that cheat code. Oh. Uh, because every single time, every single year, I'll go from, like, 10,000 gold or 100,000 down to, like, negative 20,000. And there's just no way around that. Yeah, that's like how I play Civilization. I basically pull a full isolationist policy... Mm. Upgrade myself so that I'm, like, two errors beyond everyone else. So, like, while they are still fighting with, like, yep. lances and chariots, I have, like, full auto machine guns <laughs> and ICBMs. And it's basically like, oh, you want to go to war now? All right. Yeah. Let me just send in my single soldier to raise your entire <laughs> country. Did yep. you see that Civ Six was on the Humble Bundle? I oh, did yeah. see that. Yeah. Like, I was really surprised by that. I'm uh, I mean, they're just coming out with a new expansion right now, so like that's probably why they want to get people yeah, in so they buy the expansion. Playing yeah. that expansion, uh, yeah. So I've been just doing that, and then I just bought Cities Skyline, so I'm excited. Oh, to sort Cities of get into is that. great. That was fun. Yeah, yeah. I, like I, I was a big SimCity fan growing up, so I'm excited to get into yeah. you know some. I mean, some add, city simulators again. Add SimCity to the list of games that EA's killed. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like wah, Mass Effect. Wah. Wah, bum, yeah. Boom. Mass Effect, Battlefront. Mm. Sim City. Yeah. Has anybody played Battlefront? I haven't. <laughs> no. Uh, no. No. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> Sad times. 
Uh, yeah, so that, that's what I've been playing. Christine, you had a, a game that you were really excited to talk yes. about. So I was originally planning on playing Ninth in the Woods, which is a wonderful, great game. I started that. Yeah, oh, excellent. Good. It's really so, good. It's so cute. I found another game that maybe isn't quite as cute, but it has a really similar thing. It's called Oxenfree. It's on sale for five bucks in the Switch store over until <laughs> the 12th of this month. So January 12th. And it's like, I played it, and then I played it for eight hours straight on my um, in-law's like, couch, and it was great. Like maybe <laughs> ten hours at most? Um, well, you can replay it, too. Yeah, yeah, but, like, yeah, I was just thinking, but, like, a single playthrough is not that long. So, so like, what is it? So, basically, you are um, a bunch of kids who, like, high schoolers who are going to this island for the annual, like, um, senior night type thing. And um, there's, like, these mysterious <coughs> radio frequencies that happen and, you know, all these rumors. And so, of course, you get there to go into this cave to um, use these radio frequencies and figure out this stuff. And then, basically, you do that and then shit happens and everyone gets teleported everywhere and you're trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. And it's really cool. Also, I think it's actually based off of Bainbridge Island. Like, some of the oh. Oh, concepts Local there. connection. Yeah. So. Kind of like Life is Strange. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I, I like the local-based games. <laughs> well, so what was the... Uh, was there an infamous game that was... No, yeah. Oh, God. Fuck that game. It was not a good game. It, it was Infamous Second Son. It was based Something in like Seattle. Something like that, yeah. It, they, didn't, they did an okay job of capturing Seattle, but it was mostly just like... It was also just put, a terrible game. Yeah. I remember, like, I was playing through it a little bit. It was like, hey, this is a generic city that we decided to slap the Space Needle on top of. Yeah, they, they had, like, the little water arches in the arches part mm -hmm. of, yeah. like, of the, the Space Needle, and that was, like, it. Yeah. Well, I thought um, Oxenfree did a really good job of recreating the feel of, like, a small island in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. And the story was really cool. I, I adored it, and there's a ton of details. Would highly recommend, especially for only $5 if you happen to have a Switch. We'll see if this gets <laughs> released before the twelfth. Yeah, uh, yeah, I do. I do. I think it will. I do know that Oxenfree was like highly praised uh, when it came out. I think it's a twenty sixteen game, um, but like with a bunch of these indies just porting them over the Switch, it's a good. It's a good time to kind of like catch up on all the ones that you might have missed. Yeah, and it's a great console for indies. Yeah, I mean, like oh, yeah. like Axiom Verge just came out for the Switch, which is just weird. Because I remember seeing that in like twenty eleven. It's an old one. Yeah, yeah. it's like a, it's like an old Metroidvania, and it's just like. In a world where there are not, there's like a good Metroidvania mummy game, apparently. <laughs> uh, like, there's just a lot of them out there, so it's like it's kind of interesting to see that one come out to the Switch. Yeah, definitely. I need more indie games, please. <laughs> Always, I feel like that's gonna be, so like that's one of the things that talking about like where I see. What kind of so what we're going to talk about today is what we see happening in 2018. So either things we're looking forward to in terms of games, things we're kind of predicting in terms of what trends and trends, uh, just what life as a gamer will be like in 2018. Just trying to predict that as best as we can, but fully understanding that uh, we suck and we're not going to get it right. <laughs> All right, this yeah. is time to put put out your like hottest takes. <laughs> yeah, your your uh, um. I don't know, like, craziest predictions. This isn't a crazy prediction, but I think that on the indie game subject, 2018 is going to be year of indie games for Switch. Yeah, I think yes. 100%. Like, it started, the end of 2017 <laughs> yeah. was all it about already, that already. It already started, and it's only well, going to yeah, go up like, from here. The real question is, like, are we going to see more of this, like, old games ported over to Switch? Which is, like, 
like the big strength of it right now because actually if you look at the catalog a lot of it is a bunch of games that indie games that like already came out yeah like mm-hmm. shovel knight is still one of the top sellers on the yeah. online store but which yeah. is yeah like it, that's like one thing or another but um i'm hoping that we see a lot more new ips new properties new indies and that like, also has already stuff. started because like what was it golf story was a golf story was yeah. a yeah. big hit on that yeah. battle chef brigade i think more people bought it for Switch well yeah ba- well, for yeah but battle chef brigade was like a 2014 kickstarter it's true so it but it did just yeah, yeah, come yeah, out yeah. this year yeah so so like, and they didn't make the choice to, to put it on Switch when that wasn't even a concept in yeah. 2014 when they had yeah. the Kickstarter. I wonder like how easy that was to port. I it might have been in Unity or something like that, which would have been like make it easy to make it multi-platform. Yeah, or yeah. Unreal or something. I mean, I'm surprised by how many games have been coming and like on Switch that are like in these, which it probably implies is a little bit easier than you would think. Well, it's pretty. I'm pretty sure that it's still like the x86 is everything. Well, no, no, no. It's 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 an ARM processor, I think. Sure. Well, whatever, I'll take your word for whatever it. Whatever <laughs> Nintendo did, they made it obviously very easy to port games over, and that yeah. is well, yeah. Well, there, there are a lot of tooling. All y'all Switch owners, <laughs> <laughs> you'll have to get one soon. I know you'll it's only a matter soon. of time. Yeah, I could be wrong about about that stuff, but I know that like it's significantly easier to port things to Switch. I mean, like fuck, L.A. Noirs on the Switch. Yeah, that like tells you really, a lot I right there. That. That's funny. Uh, there, I mean, it's one of those where that seems to have been like it. That's been the honestly one of the biggest differences in terms of game library between the Wii U and Switch is that the Switch has the indie games. Like the in, in terms of like big titles coming out for the Switch, they're not coming out at a higher rate than they were for the Wii U, honestly. Well, I want to say it's like it's similar to the Wii where the sense like the gimmick works. Yeah, that's true. Like you an indie game's going to look at would look at like oh, uh the Wii U and kind of go like, "Well, what am I going to put on here?" because it's like I have to deal with this second screen yeah. that, like, needs to be used for something. And, like, that's not great for a game that I want to make. So, therefore, like, I'm not going to use it. Where it's, like, the Switch, the gimmick works. Smaller screen. You have controllers with motion. Like, the still the Wii. If you need to do that. But even, yeah, like, even you don't even have to. Most games don't. Yeah, and if you're in... It, it makes sense as an indie game. Like, I think we've talked before about how it's... Uh, sort of one step above a mobile game and that you yeah. can just kind of like mess around on the bus or whatever but it's also you know you can have it be one step below a console so yeah. the expectation isn't there to have like all the crazy interaction that you would in like big triple a console title yeah the weird thing about the switch though is that like it's a touch screen right yeah yeah but like i know use one it uses that. it well like no like you can't though right yeah. i because, didn't even know it was a touch screen yeah so it's, <laughs> so it's a touch screen because it's essentially a tablet but huh. like the problem reason you can't use it is that when you throw it into docked mode you lose the touch screen so it's kind of like if you want to make a touch-based game you're just like oh well this has to be played mobile like non-dock only and it doesn't seem many people yeah. want to do that because they want to either take advantage of the dock like the dock speed upgrade because it draws more power or mm-hmm. other various reasons but as the 3ds gets fully like you know retired as it gets killed <laughs> rip i think i think there, since there were a lot of really fun interesting games that definitely utilize the touch control especially things like in the latent series like i could definitely imagine them transferring over because then it's just a replacement for this thing that no longer exists yeah it's it's gonna be it's definitely gonna be weird to see how they they handle it Especially if they're gonna like perhaps like add an additional way to control it using the controllers. So I wonder. This sort of just occurred to me, but I was, I kind of wonder if the uh, the lighter game library on the Switch is also contributing to like the indie games' big success there because 
there's not as much you have to play on the Switch. So when you're looking for a new game, you're just like, oh, I wonder what indie games came out this week. And that gives you more of a chance to like, oh, this is only yeah. this is only five bucks. This oxen free game. Let me check it out. I mean, like, that gives you a bit more opportunity to try it out as opposed to, you know, an Xbox or a PlayStation where it's like, fuck, dude, I have so much to catch up on. Or a PC where it's like, well, fuck that. I will just never catch up. Literally yeah. more games than it's possible to play in 100 lifetimes. Yep. Yep. Well, I mean, if you, look, if you look at the Wii U, right, like the part of why the Wii U failed is that there weren't just any good games that came out for it. And the Wii U was like the first point where um, – Nintendo started going like, okay, let's get like all these really big third party games and like let's get like Batman on here, let's get Call of Duty yeah. finally, really. But it's like none of those games were really great because people when people look at Nintendo, it's like when I buy a Nintendo console, I look for Nintendo first party. I look for the Pokemon, I yep. look for Mario, Zelda, Yep, Metroid, Pikmin, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And, I mean there were and, some great games on yeah, Wii U, but there but, weren't enough of them. Yeah, but the thing is it's like Nintendo, I want to say, realized at some point that Nintendo first party can't carry a console. Like, yep, you you could you could do it when you're the only fucking console in town in terms of a handheld with a 3DS. Because look at the fucking shit show that was the Vita. Yeah, that was <laughs> a nightmare. What, <laughs> uh, what was the? Uh, didn't Steam try and do like a semi-portable? No, the no. Uyo was no, something. No, the Uyo was like that weird Android indie thing yeah. that was supposed to be like. God's gift to indie games and basically was like And it sucked. Shit it was tier. awful. <laughs> uh I mean that was like based on a variety of different reasons, mostly because they didn't really understand what a console really meant. Yeah. Uh but yeah, like it, it's interesting. It's interesting to see Nintendo start to like pivot and start to go like, okay, like we can make money this way if we start opening our platform up and not just, you know, scoping it down to our games plus the few things what we have yeah you know we're gonna have a lot to talk about next time we do this because there's supposed to be a direct i think coming up very soon that's the where, rumor yeah we're in theory well yeah there's like the whole like amazon like game title res reservation for like switch and things and this is around the time of year they tend to do um, a nice big direct anyways yeah I mean, so. there's definitely, it's not like a complete bullshit rumor, but it is still just a rumor at this point. Uh, what's, uh, that, that I think sort of gets into a, a little bit of what, what I'm, what I'm sort of expecting a bit out of 2018. Like, we were looking at some of the list of uh, games coming up and stuff like that, and I feel like a lot of what's going to happen is we're going to be kind of taken by surprise a bit more this year than yeah. we were last year. All of year. the big name games that are coming out that we were talking about, uh, Shadow of War... Uh, the pirate one that I can never remember the name sea of. of Thieves. Sea of Thieves. Like we're they're big name games, but none of us are particularly excited about any of them. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm pretty happy for Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's fighters, Fighter Z, really, Fighter Z. I think fighters. Fuck if I know. Uh, so anyway. the stuff that we're going to be excited about in 2018 is the stuff that we don't know about yet. Yeah, that's sort of how I feel. Like, I mean, granted, Wait, is, you know, is, is, last, is Last of Us fucking? I this thought year? they said 2019. I don't fucking know. I didn't remember right off to the trailer. I, in any case, I mean, it's like. Carlos searches for his phone. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck is this game coming out? I mean, we have, you know, Far Cry 5 and Red Dead Redemption 2, and both of those, I think, are going to be God huge deals. God of War. It's going to be a really yeah. big deal. But I feel like so much of what the gaming world is going to end up being super hyped up and excited about is the stuff that we, like, don't know about yet or we know only the tiniest little bit about. Like, there is the new Yoshi game from Nintendo that I know is coming out, and who knows? Yeah. Maybe that will be the kind of thing where it'll just be like, 
oh my god, this looks amazing. I mean, uh, really World was adorable. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be hilarious because like what it's going to be, it's like I don't know what it is. I haven't heard anything about this Yoshi game, but all I imagine is the ending of this Yoshi game is basically going to like zoom out from Yoshi's eyes and then you're going to see this is what Yoshi thinks about when Mario takes him over. <laughs> oh. That's funny. No, yeah. yeah, I mean it's I I kind of oh, yeah, don't Anthem feel is like coming. Oh fuck. Shenmue 3 is coming out. Oh dear. Oh. Well, <laughs> That'll be interesting. Fucking Shenmue? Like the most ridiculous. It's it was an absurd. Very cult classic. Yeah. yeah, it was like, it was basically what open, what, it is like the precursor to every single open world game that has come out today. Mm. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So oh, very that was dated. a Kickstarter, wasn't it? Yeah, that Shenmue 3 is a Kickstarter. The funny thing about Shenmue is that's where quick time events came from. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yep. It's a terrible game. Boo. But- <laughs> I think that calling back to something that we talked about a couple of weeks ago where a thing that's gotten a lot more popular is announcing games like the day they come out or the week they come out. So I think that's going to be a big thing this year is that people, there's so few games that we know are coming out that uh, publishers are keeping things kind of close to the chest and ready to do that last minute announcement or like, like... Seven days from literally this second, yeah, the well, game that you're excited about is coming out. That's the rumor about what's happening with the uh, the new Tomb Raider game, for example, is that, uh, you know, there's it. Uh, people figured out, because I forget if it's Sony posted it or Square Enix posted it, Squeenix, uh, but they posted a thing that was like Shadow of the Tomb Raider, and that's literally the only thing anyone knows about it. But there's yeah. been like leaks suggesting it'll come out this year, but we know literally nothing about it. So it's like, <laughs> I... I feel I, like that's what we're what's gonna happen. Yeah, is that, I bet like, there's a lot of games that are gonna be like that. A hey, lot look. of games will just be like, because oh, yeah. people love it. Yeah, people <laughs> really like when it's just like, guess so, what? It's available right fucking now. Yeah. Go buy it. And um, everyone's like, okay. Yeah. So to, the Last of Us has not really been announced when it's gonna come out. Something that is on the docket for 2018, but I'm not gonna hold my breath, is uh, Kingdom Hearts three. Oh uh, well, if only. I hope. <laughs> don't hold your breath. Yeah, seriously, don't hold your breath on that. <laughs> It's coming out this year, every year, for the last five years. Yep. Yay. It'd be kind of fun to actually go and play through the original, like, the first one and the second one before that came out. Yeah. Now, yeah. that would be an interesting game to have on the Switch. Yeah. Ooh, that would make so much sense You know sense what I would Switch. love is if they would put one and two on the Switch yeah. in time yeah. to... Yeah. I would play so much of that. <laughs> oh, yeah. And just to throw a shout out to something that we were all, or most of us are excited about, uh, Jurassic World Evolution. Yes! The return of Zoo Tycoon Dinosaurs! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, I, I really, I, I like sim games, so. Yeah, sim games are fun. Always, uh, and, you know, Zoo Tycoon Dinosaurs is obviously very popular in this room. <laughs> oh, it is. I never played it. You I never played it? Ones. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I played the hell out of it. Metal you Gear have to, well, survive. never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Later. I can always yeah. play it later. There's a, they're, uh, apparently, like, Konami's coming out with their new Metal Gear game. Oh, that everyone's going to be pissed off about because Kojima survive. isn't involved? Yeah, well, it's like, it's like a Left 4 Dead style. Is Death Stranding coming out this year? No. No. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. I don't know what that game is about, and it's not coming out this year. I don't think. Me. I kind of wonder. Feel like that game's never coming out. I mean, no, it's gonna come out because like Hideo Kojima, like Hideo Kojima, always eventually comes out with stuff. It's just like how far is Sony willing to rein him in? Yeah, that's really the the big question like, for sure. Yeah, I, I don't know. That's gonna be fucking ridiculous, and I'm. Yeah, I just want to see what the fuck that is. <laughs> the other thing, I mean, we already know this is going to happen for sure, but I don't know what made me think of this, but the other thing that we know for sure is going to happen is everyone is going to make a Battle Royale mode for their oh, game. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so there's like a Call of... So like in China, there's a lot more free-to-play games, and there's a Call of Duty free-to-play game. 
And uh, I've heard around that they're working on, or th- like it, it might be in beta or something, but a 100 player battle royale Call of Duty. Call of Duty <laughs> thing. I mean, uh, like, I it's, hate it's, it. I mean, it's China. It's China only, right? So, like, yeah. if you ever, if you ever want to actually get in on this, like, you gotta like log in with a Chinese VPN, go to these sites to down to like generate you a fake Chinese social like social security number equivalent. And, like, oh my god, sign, why? Because well, like in China, you have to like. Well, you sign to all not games. why is it like that yeah. in China? Why would they launch their beta in China? Well, no, no, well, because, because Call, of, Call of Duty Free to Play is only a Chi- is only uh, China. It's like because that's like that that's sense. how they wanted to break into the Chinese market because most of them don't buy Call of Duty games, which is like super yeah. hilarious because like I I remember watching someone play it and it was like the intro to it is like the the. Uh, What's it? The training ground that like training thing for Metal Modern Warfare Two. Sure, and it's like where you like go through the thing to like like the little training simulation to like shoot guys and stuff. And it's like it's like ridiculous, and it's like crazy that that actually even fucking exists. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, that's that's definitely one of the the sort of downsides of and something we all know is going to happen. PUBG just like completely broke everything in such a way that absolutely oh, everyone is going to do some type of battle royale mode there's a, there's a new god no, help us all <laughs> there's gonna be a new no more no more heroes oh okay it's cool. a switch exclusive i'll be hyped Ooh. the first one was good yeah valkyria chronicles 4 all right I just sure need more switch games uh yeah i mean I, I feel like on the subject of the uh you know the battle royale mode i feel like that what's also gonna happen this is a hope of mine i'm hoping that we can that people will start trying to figure out. I mean, they'll have to. People will start trying to figure out how to do microtransactions in a way that doesn't piss off the internet. I mean, it's. A, I it's, don't think that that's something we're going to accomplish in twenty eight. I don't think so. Yeah. but I think they're going to try. Well, like I, I want to say that, I want to say that more people are going to look at. A lot of people are going to look at what EA did and be like, "All right, so we can't do that." Yeah. Um, some people are going to either take like different lessons from it, being like, "Okay." Like, we have to work with our IPs to allow cosmetics in a certain way. Because, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. There's an article that just came out about this guy that literally modded Battlefront 2. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. To have to, a... To uh, have a pink Vader. Well, also, there was one about uh, the, the... If you remember the SNL Kylo Ren sketch where it was mm-hmm. the undercover boss, somebody modded that Kylo Ren oh, really? into the game. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah but it's yeah. wonderful. I just was... I was trying to look up numbers for how many people have bought battlefront 2 and the, the the very first it's really bad like the very first result is about that <laughs> yeah, but uh it's like, so funny no but yeah like like he, he he made a pink vader explicitly because like what was it the marketing director of like ea was saying like oh nobody wants a pink vader no offense to pink and he's like <laughs> nope we're just gonna put this in right here somebody wants a pink vader we'll uh, make it happen yeah i mean it's obviously all client side mods and stuff like that so but it, I don't know. It's it's strange. Yeah, it's going to be weird. I mean, obviously, you know, Star Wars is a bit different, but it really does. Like, people are going to be really trying to do microtransactions in a way that will make them stupid money, but also not piss off the entirety of the gaming world so much. So everyone needs to be like GTA Five. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, even GTA Five is, like, a very small, concerted community yeah, when it comes to that. It seems like some people, like, it, we were talking, we've talked about this a little bit, but it's, like, yeah. so many people in GTA, like, fundamentally, I have a hard time understanding that GTA isn't just for people who make YouTube videos at this point. Or, yes. like, Twitch streamers, because it's, like, 
so, it's so much money to yeah. do literally anything in that game that anyone who's just like, I'm not going to pay money on it has got yeah. to be furious with it. $600 million a year. Well, like, but, 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 but here's the thing about it. Like, I, I've been I've been thinking about it a lot. I've been listening to a lot of like commentary on it, and then I'm starting to kind of turn around on the GTA form of microtransactions, only because like, only because I've actually started becoming less um, jazzed essentially about blind loot boxes, and this include does include Overwatch, which I was originally okay with, but now I'm starting to become less okay with because. The fact that it's like blind loot boxes where you have a random chance, even if you know the chances of getting something, you always have the people that have that like addictive personality where it's like, you know, one in 100, I'll be the lucky one. Right. Yeah. And I want to say that one is a little bit more exploitative than having content that's like, all right, you have to just pay us twenty five dollars for this car. Or it's like, yeah, you pay (laughs) pay us money and you know what you're getting. Yeah. You can outright buy what you want. You don't have to sift through all this other bullshit essentially to not to like potentially get what you want i mean yes overwatch still does have the same thing where you can use currency to purchase skins but that's still it's still almost wrapped into this whole thing where it's like there's a billion fucking emblems and like the majority of the time you're just going to get an emblem and not something that's that you actually want yeah and i think that sort of on a similar vein to getting rid of microtransactions that the internet hates. I think more people really will turn to the GTA type model where you like people know what they want. You're spinning those loot yeah. boxes cuz you want one specific thing. Just fucking let yeah. people buy it. Which is which is why actually like a sat the way Ubisoft is doing a lot of things now where it's mm-hmm. like yeah, we have in-game currency, but then we're also going to allow you to purchase these specific items or specific things that you want in the game. Essentially and they're not necessarily game breaking and this is obviously for a single player game it's not like a multiplayer so it's a little bit different there but it's like you're gonna do that or you know or we're gonna see things more like hitman because like i will say that that's actually a good point i think hitman is going to be when i when i first heard about hitman going episodic i thought that was going to be a load of fucking shit i think we all did everyone really did so well everyone was like this is not going to be good it revitalized that franchise like and then the active card that they kept putting out while the game was there, like the fucking elusive targets, which you only had like 72 hours and literally one chance to kill the target. Yep. Were like amazing. And hey, like, let's take a quick break to do the dad explanation of what an episodic <laughs> game is. Oh, well, good yeah, call, sure. Good call. Uh, so it basically an episodic game is where it's one game, but you release the little pieces of it one at a time. Yeah. So in Hitman, the way that it happened was you would release one map at a time with the set of missions with that map. Yeah. Yes. And then people would have, you know, two or three months to play it. And then it, it was then about would, it was about a month, actually. Was it really? Yeah. And then they would quick. release another and you had to buy every single one individually. Uh, or you could, or you or you could, could buy, pay more to buy like the whole. Yeah. It was, it was, season off, it was obviously like, like a little bit cheaper. It was like, yeah, you, you bought 10 to 15 dollars for the base game and you bought like each map for like five or five dollars or you spent like a good 40. Right. To like buy everything or you can buy the game of the year edition after everything comes out. Sure. And it's like, there it is. And then there's another type of episodic game, which is like Telltale Games, yes. where it's basically a, a video game that's a story and you're buying a book. Yeah. So that's how episodic games work. There's yeah. a, and so for a little bit more explanation on the elusive target thing, because we mentioned that as well. Yes. Uh, basically, once you've, I, I think you have to beat the level no. uh, to do it. I, no. You can just jump right in. You can, but you'll probably fail. But point being, it's a thing where you have, basically there is a target that you have to kill at some point in this game. And you have to figure out how to do it uh, and get out 
without dying because yeah. you only have one attempt to do yeah. it. You can restart the mission until you kill your target. Yeah. And then once you kill your target, you have to just find your way out. And again, one attempt to do it, you only have 72 hours to do it. And they'll announce it. They'll be like, hey, it's going to be on this map. Just download the thing. I think they're free, yeah. right? Yeah, no, yeah. So all the elusive targets are free. Um, You can only play them once. They actually just recently redid a thing where they actually re-release they're now re-releasing the same elusive targets for the first season and they're slowly they're doing it for to allow people that bought the game of the year edition and missed them out on them okay um but if you already did play that elusive target during the when it was released you don't actually get to play it again you get like a small little coin that says like i did the elusive challenge when it first came out like haha look at me nice uh but like yeah like i want to i think we're going to see a lot more games where yeah you you like and I think this is also a solution to the anti to like DRM and piracy and things like that is that they're actually going to be releasing content in such a way that makes you want to engage or interact with the service that they want. Yeah. And it's not necessarily going to force you to do it, but you're like I get these benefits from doing interacting with this service uh, in such a way that it's going to keep my game alive and it's going to increase the likelihood that a player is going to go ahead and spend money cuz they're like, "You know what? I I've spent like a hundred hours in this game. I've gotten more than my money's worth. I'm gonna go ahead and support the developer more because that's a lot of sure. A lot of gamers are like that where they're like, yeah, absolutely. I, I love this yeah. game. I'm just gonna put some bone money. Or if it. you're, if you, that's with, how League of Legends makes money. Yeah, that is how League like, of Legends makes money. Or if you're really in the uh, like the Hitman scene, for example, uh, you've played those maps. I think there's ten of there's them. There's six. Six. Okay. Uh, if you've played those six maps, like really enough especially if you're doing the elusive targets most likely you know those maps so well you know where everything is you know all the different pieces you and so when you get a new map it's like oh cool something new i have something new to yeah. explore and something new to, to check out and i think they're planning on releasing a couple like season two is starting yes soon, they're, they're so. in season two because like there it was a little iffy because of the weird legal problem sony's saying we're not going to support we want to sell io active um or no, is it IO? No, uh, IO Active is a, is a security company because that's what my job entails. I forgot. <laughs> uh, I, it's like IO Interactive. Yeah, it's not, that sounds familiar. Um, and basically, like they sold them off, but they also gave them the rights to the Hitman, thankfully, so that they can go ahead and make their game. Because it was like it wasn't, it didn't make as much money as they thought it would, but it's obviously a successful model. So I'm excited to see what they come out with next. Yeah. I, I feel like just basically people are going to be trying to. To make have you pay for content that is actually fun to interact with? I yeah. hope. I mean, like, obviously, people are still going to be like chasing the billions and go for like, yeah, go for the microtransactions. But is, even still, like, one of the things that GTA does well, for all you know, for all the shit I'll say about it, it's still one of those things where, you know what, they when I see those YouTube videos of somebody fucking around with a rocket car or a rocket bike, I'm like. Well, damn, that looks like a lot yeah, of like fun. And stuff. But another thing that I think is interesting, sort of in a related note to that, is um, in the races, you don't need to own the vehicles. That's true. So you have the chance in GTA to try this stuff out in a way to make sure that you're not going to go spend all of your money on something that looks cool but then actually sucks in real yeah. life. And the that's not to say that not buying it wouldn't benefit you in the game because you can use your custom vehicle, which is better than the generic one you get in the race. But... 
I think that this is it's a good thing in that you can try out the vehicle and then it encourages you to go and buy it so you can yeah. have the cooler, faster Boy, those trans- version. Those transform races where yeah. you do a bunch of different vehicles. I didn't realize that, but that's basically just like it's advertising yeah. for their in-game vehicle. Buy this vehicle. <laughs> Look at how cool it is. Yep. Look at how you rammed those cars with our fancy yeah. truck. <laughs> the the interesting thing is like I wanna say uh, and this is something I kind of wanted to talk on a larger scale. Was more of like you look at EA and how they fucked up Battlefront. Would you say that the reason that EA fucked up Battlefront was because of what they did with Mass Effect? Hmm. Because um, like Mass Effect Andromeda hmm. was supposed to be this huge thing. Mass Effect finally make its return on the franchise, and then it came out. It was dog off, and it was like, well, it was like buggy as shit, and then. People like, and then it just got shat on because it wasn't a good Mass Effect. Like it was so bad that like people were comparing the voice capture from Mass Effect One to the mo like the motion capture and voice capture for Mass Effect Andromeda, and they were like, Mass Effect One was more realistic in how the people fucking talked. Yep. And it was like it was and made this by, like yeah. ten years later. Well, almost. yeah, but like Mass Effect Andromeda was made by another studio that wasn't Bioware, and it was just kind of set up to fail in like so many ways. And then they literally pulled that team from that Bioware team to work on, or not Bioware team, but whatever other studio to work on Battlefront. And it's like they put all their fucking chips on Battlefront because it was supposed to be this money maker that was supposed to make up for all of EA's failures throughout the entire year, and. I want to say that, like, they came up with that model because they're like, these are the numbers we need to hit in order for us to actually, like, appease our shareholders. And it just... Yeah. I think that um, having publicly traded companies for games is a disaster. Well, like, I mean, that, that gets that... that like No, that, but you're totally right. Like, yeah. Valve isn't publicly traded. It's a private company. And they come out with very beloved games all the time. No, they used to come out with very beloved games now all the time. Now they're a Steam well, company. <laughs> no, like, 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 I wouldn't say that being a publicly traded company is necessarily bad or good, because like, you could sure. debate the merits of that Like when you look at various different things. But it's like... There were mistakes made by EA that seem systemic from a top-down perspective because they fucked up so many easy things one by one by one. Yeah. And every single one was supposed to save their previous mistake and just ended up snowballing into another mistake. So, like, I mean, if you look at the overall year for EA last year, they fucking killed, like, three different franchises in one year. Yeah, they didn't have a very good year. Yeah, like, they killed Need for Speed, essentially. Um... They killed Battlefront and then they killed Mass Effect, three of like the most cherished fucking IEPs ever. Especially two of them for video games. Yeah, they fucked up pretty bad. Yeah, and like, <laughs> like, and that's why 2018 indie game year. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I fucking saw that there. Apparently, there's like a Burnout Paradise remaster coming out. I heard out. about this. I'm so hyped for that, but I can't wait to see how EA fucks it up. Yeah. Somehow they will find a way. They always find a way. Always do. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's... I, I've sort of covered definitely my predictions on 2018. Uh, I, I think that people are... I think there's going to be a lot of trying to figure out... Because, like, 2017 had a ton of surprises and a ton of just, like... Like, d- games kind of taking over the consciousness. And, I mean, it was such a fantastic year. And just taking over... Yeah, it's going to be like, really hard to make, to, like walk up to that yeah i mean i don't think there's any way it's going to live up to that unfortunately but i also feel like what's gonna happen is a lot of game makers are going to be trying i mean 
you know, the battle royale mode is a really good example where everyone's going to be trying to be like, okay, these guys did this thing and it was super successful. How do we copy it? Like, people are going to try and be like, all right, Breath of the Wild was like the biggest thing. How are we going to make something that's like our version yeah. of Breath of the Wild? They'll totally buy it, right? Right? Yeah. Right, everyone? Because like, it works. It's going to yep. be because like you. <laughs> I would even argue that you almost saw the precursor of Breath of the Wild in Metal Gear Solid Five. In the terms of the mechanics and the different systems at play leading to emerging gameplay. And I want to see if we're going to see more open worlds like that, but we're not going to see it this year. It's no, going to be 2019. Uh, yeah, it's it's yeah. going to be a little bit later, um, but we'll probably yeah. hear about them, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Like, well, there are, though, I think this is going to, 2018 is going to be a year of like huge announcements. Yeah. Um, and we wait. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, like, everyone's going to be like, check out our amazing thing yeah. coming later. So I bet you like like Get this hype. Is, so like <laughs> this year like PAX was kind of boring because it was like okay I know all these games are coming out I'm gonna buy all these games they're almost out. 2018 is gonna be the year where it's like PAX is gonna have like all these games that are gonna be playable for the first time. Yeah, yeah. Ever. What's what's gonna be weird too is like because E3 last year was such a mess that everyone was not a big fan of. Like what's like E3, the former like biggest gaming conference there is. What are they going to do this year? Like, uh, oh, how is... fuck! What are they going to do? Are they going to let more people in? Yeah, are they going to do that, or are they going to like just? Because I mean, it seems like a lot of the we talked about it in our E3 podcast is there's people don't really do the E3 big announcements so much anymore. They either set up their own time for it, or they. It's you know. mostly appointments in the back end is why you go to E3 and then you like set up a separate like here we're gonna live stream and just comment on shit. Yeah, and, and so what I mean, the gaming announcement world is already so different. It's yeah. going to be interesting to see because I mean last year E3 was like we have to make we're gonna turn this into packs and everyone was like. How about no? Yeah, uh, we already have a packs. We're perfectly happy with them. Yeah. Packs. There's yeah, yeah. There's like I think more or, and more packs. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think we're, we're also going to we're also going to see a much larger. Um, we're going to see the biggest and largest esports competitions that we're going to ever going to have. Yep. And it's not going to be for fighting games. Unfortunately, it's going to be Dota between, League. It's Dota League, Overwatch. Yeah. And possibly PUBG if they manage to do something with that. Um, and it's going to be much bigger because more money is actually going to be put into that. Because you look at League and you look at the North American LCS and how it's all franchised now. Like, both the Golden State Warriors and the Cleveland Cavaliers have, or the owners of those two t- two basketball teams, both have stakes in two of those franchises. So yep. it's fucking hilarious. Uh, really? Yeah. They're, Interesting. And uh, what there's a, a European, I think it's Bayern Munich, that is starting like an eSports team so it's like the Bayern Munich like league team or something like that I mean it's yeah. too early but that's that's such a funny so yeah like I have a feeling thing. we're gonna see a lot of these things get refined um yeah I mean, that'd be nice you know I by the time the international rolls around we're going to be seeing some some different yeah. stuff like the esports landscape is going to be at least a little bit different you know what I have no basis for this uh uh baseless prediction uh, this is a this is a cra- <laughs> this is my this is my crazy prediction for 2018. Uh, Hot take. I think we're gonna get our next World of Warcraft. Not World of Warcraft in the sense that like World of Warcraft two, but I think we're gonna find the we're gonna see the next big MMO this year, and it's gonna hit us all by surprise. 
Okay. Hmm. No base for any of this. Yeah, it I, just like feels like people our, have been saying that this that games are the next World of Warcraft since World of Warcraft came out and in 2004. No, no, but like <laughs> I, I think I'm, what I'm saying is that we're gonna have this next huge ridiculous multi MMO RPG that's gonna come out and then it's gonna be like, oh fuck. Yeah. My hot take is that that's going to happen and people are gonna be really excited about it. And then people are going to keep playing World of Warcraft. Or people... Well, I feel like what's <laughs> happened... Like, I was going to say the closest... I mean, that, WoW's been dying for yeah, the, the longest time. the closest I can think of to a World of Warcraft-type game is PUBG. Like, that's in, the, terms of, in terms of, like, bass appeal. Yeah, in terms of, like, the amount of people who are playing it. And in terms of, like, the massive interactions of it. That's, like, the closest that I can remember in terms of, like, cultural impact. Yeah. So... Maybe it's already happened, but no, I totally see where you're coming from about how we'll see a totally different MMO I wanna, just like take I, over the consciousness. I'm specifically saying an MMORPG. Yeah, MMORPG, sorry. So like, I'm more... P- yeah, that's like where it's like, I think things could be interesting. Like, I have a feeling something's just going to come out out of fucking nowhere. Hmm. Yeah, I think we all are kind of thinking that, I mean... I mean, but one of the reasons why um, World of Warcraft was so successful is they had such good IP that, you know, they were able to build from from there. So what would be another IP that could capture Pokemon that? MMO. Well, oh, my okay. God. <laughs> yeah, probably that. But it have to be well set up. Otherwise, it'll have yeah, some I issues. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, that one. No, that I mean, one, that's that, never going mean, to It could be a happen, like, but... the Warcraft IP had a lot behind it. Yeah. Um, Anthem could potentially be something similar to that because Anthem's supposed to be, like, a competitor to Destiny. Yeah. and. You could argue that, like, this Diablo Destiny-like version of MMOs is where it's going to go, but I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. It's going to be an interesting year. And uh, we'll try and keep up with it as best as we can. We hope you look forward to hearing us talk about all the crazy stuff that happens, because it's only going to get <laughs> crazier from here. Yay. Yay. Well, happy 2018 once again. Uh, hopefully we have... Share with us your hot takes. Yeah, <laughs> By all means, let us know what you your predictions are, and we'll uh, we'll definitely try and talk about them next time. Oh, did you hear that? Uh... <laughs> oh, come on! We had such a great wrap up moment. No, uh, real quick, did you hear that uh, <laughs> the creator of Nier Automata is working on the next Final Fantasy? Of course, you're going to. <laughs> <laughs> all right, thanks for tuning We're in, everyone. We're done talking everyone. about Nier. So <laughs> fucking high. Bye, everyone. So high. Bye. <laughs>